everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's December 29th. It's 2020. 10 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. And I'm joined, as always, on these big slates, it seems like, by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06. Will, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, man. Uh, it's NBA season. I know we've been talking about it, but it's here. We're four or five games in for most teams. Uh, definitely excited to uh, get rolling on another slate, man. T- 10 games right outside of the sweet spot. Uh, but, you know, maybe we can eliminate a game or two and, and get the feel of it back at least. Uh, but I'm intrigued by this slate. You know, I, I like a lot of the pieces and I think, you know, we'll be able to to put some quality content out there for everybody. Yes, sir. Um, listen, again, this is a first look podcast. We are looking at things the night before. We're just looking at it from a first look perspective there's going to be news there's going to be a lot of things that change from the time that we record this podcast um there's two teams on a back-to-back that or three teams on a back-to-back really because detroit's on a back-to-back too um that are, are that are playing or haven't even started yet um on monday slate when we're recording the podcast so a lot of things could change from the time that we record um, make sure you guys are checking out the Roto Grinders Premium here at Roto Grinders. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. If you guys haven't checked out Monkey Knife Fight, make sure you guys are giving them a look. Um, they don't have their NBA stuff up yet for tomorrow's slate, so I might have to tweet out what I like. But I'm definitely going to throw a couple of plays your way um, as we're going that I will definitely be watching where they end up on Monkey Knife Fight. So, you guys haven't checked out monkey knife fight give them a look will let's jump into it like you said we have a, a ton of games 10 games to get through here we start with boston at indiana it's a 225 and a half total indiana favored by one and a half taco fall and kimba walker are out uh jeremy lamb and well jeremy lamb is out sumner is questionable uh let's start with the boston side of things will anything stand out to you here for the celtics well, I'm, you know, I think, you know, Jalen Brown has, has continued to play really well without Kimba Walker. Um, you know, obviously last game against Indiana didn't quite get there, but also, uh, you know, didn't quite take the shot attempts that we're used to. So uh, I think, you know, if, if he can get 10 more shot attempts, I think we can get him right back in that, you know, 40 to 50 point uh, scoring range. And so he's a guy, I think, at 7,500, especially if you're looking at, you know, a mid-range type build. Uh, I think he's going to be great for us. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that's kind of uh, standing out to me on the Boston side. Not really interested in, in, in too many other guys. I mean, Tatum's 8,800 yet. I mean, the guy's got 60-point upside. Um, you know, it's been right, you know, at 45-plus, uh, you know, most games except one so far. Um, but I think, you know, we can get, you know, better value than him. But overall, I do like what I'm seeing from Jalen Brown from a fantasy perspective. Um, so I think, you know, while we've got a lot of guys from Boston, he's he's hands down my favorite. Yeah, like this game just happened. Like these two teams just played. This game just happened. Uh, very close game, 107 to 108. The Pacers won. Stayed pretty close throughout the whole entire game. Pulled up game flow um, and was just kind of looking through that. You know, Jason Tatum, obviously, he's going to be the guy um, on most nights for Boston with Kimba out. Jalen Brown, you already mentioned him. Um, but outside of that, like, it's really hard to really love anything else. Um, I'm waiting. I'm patiently waiting. I think a lot of people are patiently waiting for Tristan Thompson to kind of take over the role. Um, 
I don't love the whole Robert Williams slash Tristan Thompson split. Um, you know, I, I think it should be Tristan Thompson. I think he's eventually going to be a 30 minute uh, a night guy. Um, but I don't know if I could really trust it on a 10 game slate. So really just looking at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, if I end up playing this game, but I do think this is going to be one of the lower scoring games, low pace, better defensive games on the slate. Um, on the Pacers side of things, listen, the Pacers are a really solid team. Um, my, my biggest concern with them all season is going to be individual ceiling. Um, could Brogdon get there? Well, any of these guys on a nightly basis can get there. Sabonis can have a massive game. Brogdon can have a massive game. Old Depot could have a massive game. Turner, Warren, they're deep, Will. They're very deep. And when you're just looking at the overall usage through the first few games of the season, it's like they're doing exactly what they should be doing and nothing really like standing out. Like Brogdon is at about a 25% usage rate. Sabonis is about 26%. Fantasy points wise, they've been fantastic, but you look at it and you're like, is Brogdon really going to pay this off on a nightly basis? And is he going to pay it off in this tougher matchup against Boston? Yeah, for sure. I mean, at 7,100, I definitely think, you know, 7,200, excuse me, on Brogdon. Um, look, I mean, he's averaged 39 fantasy points so far for the season. Put up 40 against this team in the last game, 41 to be exact. That's not bad. Uh, you know, I, I'd accept 41 points from him. Um, you know, like you said, though, you know, on this big of a slate, I, I do think Brogdon's in play um, for, for the price. I don't think he'll be high on, which a lot of guys probably won't be high on. Uh, Oladipo is actually, you know, I, I feel like he's playing a lot better this year overall, like in terms of his scoring. Um, you know, he's been right around 35, you know, fantasy points, 37 in the last game. Uh, but I think if I was going to play anyone, it would it would be Brogdon. I feel like he's got, um, for the price, I feel like he's probably the most likely uh, to have upside, just dialing up some assists, picking up some steals, scoring the ball. I feel like he's the guy. I like Sabonis. I mean, 8,600, I think it's pretty expensive. Uh, but I do think Brogdon is probably the best play uh, from this team. And outside of that, it's kind of, you know, kind of a one-trick pony for me. You know, I only want to play Brogdon from Indiana. I only want to play Jalen Brown from Boston. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I don't mind taking some shots on Oladipo, but it's not like he's super cheap. Like, I, I think that's yeah. the biggest concern when you're looking at him. So, um, we move right along here. We got Golden State at Detroit. It's a 222.5 total. Golden State favored by 3.5. Um, Marquise Chris is out. Draymond Green is out. It's a back-to-back for Detroit. But the guys that I feel like they would be sitting here sat on the first day. Um, Blake sat. Derrick Rose sat. So I think it's going to be full go Detroit Pistons outside of maybe Okafor because it's more of an injury. It wasn't more rest related. So um, is this a spot where Golden State might actually stay competitive in a game? <laughs> well, I mean, they stayed competitive last night and went on a buzzer beater by Damian Lee, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I, I think this is one of those games. I, I think it should be competitive. Uh, and so for that reason, you know, I, I think, you know, you have to consider Steph. I mean, if he's going to be when, – when Steph's playing a bad defensive team that's not going to really terrorize him too bad, I mean, I'm pretty much expecting 50-plus fantasy points. Like, that's that's kind of where I'm at with him. Put up 56 uh, against Chicago, which is, you know, not a really good team. And that's kind of how I feel about Detroit. So I think Steph's going to be in play. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really waiting for Kelly Oubre to do something because uh, his price is starting to get down now. It's like, okay, 
in bad matchups, we should be able to get there. The problem is he's just not shooting the ball well, Stevie. These numbers can't continue. Three for 14, one for 10, three for 16. This is going to pick up. I just don't believe a guy's going to be shooting, you know, 15% on the season. I mean, field goal percentage. Not, I, that, that's not going to continue at 5,700. I think Kelly Oubre is a guy where we, we may have to consider playing on this slate. He's definitely going to be somebody that's in my pool. Uh, I, I think the price is there now. That, that's going to pick up. I just, a guy shooting 16 times in the NBA, I, I just, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but he's shooting terribly. It's going to pick up. That's where I'm at with this team. Uh, you know, Wiseman at 59. I don't feel like I have to have Wiseman. I do think he can get in the 30s, but I think we'll have v- better value. Uh, but but Curry and uh, and Ubre, I think those are two really good plays uh, to come across here from from uh, Detroit. I mean, against Detroit. Excuse me. Yeah, like Wiseman's kind of on the verge. He was really cheap the first couple games on Fanduel, and they've kind of caught up to his pricing as well. Um, I don't think it's the worst matchup in the world, but yeah, when I'm looking at Golden State, it, it's Curry and, you know, they won, like you said, the other night, but a lot of that had to do with Andrew Wiggins, like contributing rebounds. He, you know, had 19 actual points. So these two guys are going to have to play good with Draymond Green out. When Draymond Green comes back, it's going to take the load off a little bit. Um, Kelly Oubre, he, he's, you, this dude's going to keep chucking. And eventually he's going to get hot one night. So um, I love Kelly Oubre for tournaments. Yeah, for sure. Because on a on a ten game slate, he might go a little overlooked here. Um, you know, like he's this gonna... guy can get forty. Like we know this, yeah. he he can get forty. It's yeah. just he's shooting bad right now. Um, let's look at Detroit. Uh, what do you like here for the Pistons on a back to back? Uh, I mean, I I initially. I feel like Derrick Rose is too expensive. He's 6K. I, I don't I don't like the price for Derrick Rose. I, I don't think I can I can do that. Uh Mr. Grant, 6,500. Man, a l- little bit expensive. Mason Plumley at 5,700, though. He's probably gonna be be my favorite play from, from this side of the ball. Uh, you know, Josh Jackson at 45, but I don't think his minutes are gonna be quite there. We'll see. Um, but I, I think right now Mason Plumley would be my favorite play. Uh, from the from the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, honestly, I don't really love anything here from Detroit. Um, you you kind of mentioned Derrick Rose's price, massive amount of usage off the bench um, right now. If you want to play Derrick Rose, um, I'm not going to sit here and talk you off of it because all it takes is one night. But I will say, like if I was playing Derrick Rose, I think he is a better play on FanDuel at 5,500 um, where you're locked into playing two shooting guards. So um, he would probably be the guy that I'd maybe be looking at more on FanDuel. But like even with that being said, like Zach Levine's like 75. They have some options on FanDuel too. D'Angelo Russell's 73 with no cat. So um, plenty of ways to kind of, you know, get into that as well. So. We move right along. We got Toronto at Philly, 219 and a half uh, total here. It's a pick em. M- Patrick McCall is out and Corkmaz is out. Um, no real big injuries here. Uh, assuming that Joel Embiid with his back um, plays, he's probable. So I would expect him to play. Uh, Will, is there anything that you like here for the Raptors? Man, I keep uh, Fred Van Vliet, man, 7,400. I was on Van Vliet. I, I knew he wasn't going to, you know, he had a rough game the first time out. Comes out against San Antonio, puts up almost 50. 
and uh, boom, th there you have it. So Fred Van Vliet is definitely a guy uh, I'm always going to consider. I, I feel like he's got immense upside. I think that 40-point upside is always there. Uh, same thing for Kyle Lowry. He's you know still playing really good minutes, 70, 7,500. Uh, I feel like that's a fair price on him. Uh, Mr. Boucher here played 28 minutes, but I don't know if that's going to continue. I'm just not sure. But those are kind of the guys that I think I would be playing against Philly, uh, Van Vliet and Van Vliet and Lowry. Um, yeah, I don't honestly, I think like Siakam probably has the highest ceiling outside of maybe like Lowry, but I don't see myself using too many pieces from this game. Um, and then like, even like on the Philly side, like Embiid has a plenty of upside, but it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to pay some of the prices that like from either side uh, of this game, like these guys are not cheap. Like Simmons is 8,900. Siakam's 82. Kyle Lowry, 75. Kyle Lowry probably has a nice floor at that price. The one guy that I think you could maybe, maybe take a couple shots on is Chris Busher, but like even him, he, his price has come up so much that, I don't know. I think this game in general is, is priced very appropriate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I just, I don't really like this game overall, Stevie. Like I, I, I do like the prices on Van Vliet. I do like the prices on Lowry overall though. I don't think I have much interest in this game. I think this is a game where I can kind of get this thing compressed down to you know, a nine game slate. I, I don't feel like anybody from this game is going to burn me. I mean, I, I like the prices on Van Vliet. I feel like they're cheaper than Simmons, cheaper than Embiid. Uh, and I think they've got the upside. If they got 49, like they could be optimal. But outside of that, I think I'm, I'm not really interested in this one. Um, we move right along. Sorry, I just saw um John Morant's injury. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, man, it, it's it yeah. ain't good, man. Um, he's gonna be out for a couple weeks. I'm I'm guessing. So I'm hoping that it's just like a sprained ankle or something. But that was that was a very awkward land. Um, so I wish him the best. He's one of my favorite young players to kind of watch. So uh, yeah. just saw a pop up on my feed. So just wishing him the best. Yeah. Um. Bulls and Wizards. Now we get into some games, Will. We get into some fun <laughs> fantasy games. Um, 233 and a half total here. Washington favored by four. Uh, marketing is questionable. That's definitely one that we're going to we'll, – we'll talk about kind of scenarios, but we definitely want to be watching how this kind of plays out. Um, and then Hatchamarera is still out on the Washington side. Let's start with the Bulls. Marketing makes a difference um, whether or not he plays or if he does – like if he sits, this is a guy that – through the first three games of the season is averaging about 28 minutes per game. Um, that's a lot to kind of fill in here. So, and they have plenty of big guys to kind of fill in with it too. So um, what are you looking oh, at here on the Chicago side? If marketing is out, it's auto Porter time, baby, 5,400. I, I will have so much auto Porter if marketing is out. I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I, I think he would almost be a lock Stevie. I, I think, you know, if Otto Porter gets 30 to 32 minutes because, you know, he's out, I, I just – he's going to be one of my favorite plays. So that, that's kind of where I am. Um, Kobe White at 6,500, still priced up, hasn't really, really produced. Uh, I mean, look, they're playing Washington. So, you know, I, I totally get it. 
I don't feel like he's necessary. I, but I'm with you. The, the marketing news is huge. Uh, Wendell Carter is still, I think, playable at 6,100. But for me, uh, I think, you know, Otto Porter would be, you know, a, a favorite of mine if marketing were to sit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it's it's hard not to like Porter. It's hard not to like um, Wendell Carter Jr. You know, maybe he sees like that closer to like 30 minute game if he stays out of foul trouble. Um, but I, I think that like a double double is almost a lock for Wendell Carter Jr. against Washington um, if marketing's out. So like the call on um, Otto Porter, I think it could potentially benefit like Patrick Williams um he was like free on the first night he's like 4800 i don't know if he has enough upside to pay off that price um we're still kind of seeing like what he has so i like the auto porter call um i don't mind carter i don't mind white don't mind zach levine in this game um you know if they stay competitive here he's probably having a big game let's go to the washington side of things um westbrook and beal we were we were really like all right we're gonna take the wait and see and just see how these kind of these two guys play together. But so far, they're ma- they're meshing well, and they're scoring in bunches together. Um, they're expensive, will, but in a game stack, this this could be the move here, buddy. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I I think what you said initially is is it's what it is. These guys are expensive. A 9300 Beal. And a 9,700 Westbrook is really asking a lot, I think, uh, on this slate. I, I think there are some 6 and 7K guys that could get there. But like you said, in the game stack, you know, if you're go- if I'm going to run some auto port, I'm going to run some, you know, jeez, uh, 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 Wendell Carter Jr., you know, it, it could work out in, in a game stack. But I, I don't I don't think it's optimal. I don't think I'd play them both. I think at these prices, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to play either one of them. Um, you know, I think if I had to choose between the two, it would probably be Russell. I just think he's got more outs. Obviously, you know, he, he rested uh, for the game against the Magic. Uh, but I just think he's got more outs. We look at what he's done. Hasn't really scored. Hasn't really hit his ceiling in terms of actual point score. But just getting it done all around. 15 rebounds, 12 assists, two steals, 15 points. I mean, getting those triple doubles. So I think if I had to choose between one. Uh, one run back if this was a mini game stack, it'd definitely be Westbrook over Beal. Although I know Beal has more scoring threat ability. Yeah, like what two games into the season, and like because he sat against the Magic, like you said, um, and he's triple doubled in both games. Like yeah. if he hits a if he if he goes triple double and puts up thirty actual points or even like twenty five, like now we're now we're talking like sixty fantasy points. And yeah. this game has the highest implied team total or highest implied game total on the slate. So like this this should be one of those games that you're kind of like circling and seeing if any news comes out um, where like marketing marketing gets ruled out and you go Porter and harder junior or however you want to approach it and then you run it back with russell westbrook um and like that is definitely um a way to kind of approach um this game and kind of correlate this game so um let's move right along here will we got the knicks and the Cavs. uh this is another game that i kind of have circled i don't know how many people will have this game circled but 219 and a half total cleveland favored by four uh, a lot of injury news here. Be patient with me. Burks is questionable. Rivers is out. DSJ is out. Spellman is out. And on the Cleveland side, Deladova is out. Kevin Love is out. 
um, Porter's out and Winder is out. So a lot of injuries um, kind of affecting this one. Let's start here with the New York Knicks. Um, what's impressed you so far for the Knicks this season? Well, uh, they're playing exactly how I thought they would. Uh, you get Tom Thibodeau as a coach, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, guys get competitive. Now, they're not going to win every game, but they're going to have some fight. They're going to have some dog in them. And guess what? Most of his, his main guys are going to play minutes, and I think that's what we're seeing here. So I, I, I think I like this team. I like the minutes distribution. I don't like the price on Julius Randle. Uh, completely, but against the Cleveland team, I don't mind playing him at 8,200. Uh, I think Mitch Rob, you know, I think he'll get his minutes are seemingly going to be secure as long as he's not in foul trouble. So I like that. Uh, you know, RJ Barrett's been had stable minutes now, he's 7,100 on this slate. I do not like that price, but I love these minutes 34, 37, 38. He's going to let the young guy play. Uh, so you know, I just I, I like this team, don't like the prices as much, so I'll kind of pick and choose. Uh, you know, I talked about Alfred Payton. You know, I knew a big game was going to come from him at some point. Played about almost 30 minutes against Milwaukee. Put up 42 fantasy points. I really wish he was stable in the uh, in the 30s. But, you know, we, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with him. I think that we're trying to kind of maybe play uh, some of these young guys. Like, quickly was picking up a few minutes the first game. But uh, hopefully, Alfred Payton can get a stable 30 minutes. And if that's the case, he would by far be probably one of my favorite point guards on the slate at 5,500 getting 30 minutes as Alec Burks um, left the game against Milwaukee in the fourth quarter with an injury uh, ankle injury. If he's out, it's huge. It's huge for Alfred Payton elf um, checked back in for Burks when Burks went down. So we're looking at a 30 minute mark type of game from elf Payton. If Burks is out. So, I think if Burks sits in this game, you're definitely bumping up Alfred Payton. I think you're also potentially, you know, if you want to roll the dice, it's a bigger slate. If this was like a five-game slate, I think that like Burks being out could really bump up a guy like Kevin Knox. They're going to need some offense on that second unit. I don't think I could do it on a 10-game slate unless there's like no value that opens up, which we know it's NBA. We know there's going to be value opens up, so let's just be honest. But I do think that um, Knox is going to have to do a little bit more on that second unit. Um, but yeah, if Burks sits in this one. I think it's a huge bump for Alfred Payton. I don't mind RJ Barrett um, in general. He's playing a ton of minutes right now. But Will, I know you talked about like Julius Randle. Julius Randle has the highest usages on this team, and he's averaging the most fantasy points per minute right now. Um, the second per person right behind him is Alec Burks, which is the second unit. So I think that Julius Randle, even at this price, is in play for me. Just me, because I oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Steve. No, you go ahead. I'll plug it in after you're done. No, I, I just think like it's expensive. Don't get me wrong, but I think that like especially on Fanduel at 7,700, like this is a guy that can go for 50 plus fantasy points in this matchup. Um, so I do think like he is someone you want to have kind of on your radar, waiting to see and like. Maybe on Monkey Knife Fight, you see where his point thing comes in at um, point prop comes in on Monkey Knife Fight, and like you could take the advantage of that over there too. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly what I was about to mention. So you know, no need for me to mention it at all. I think this game is so juicy on FanDuel, where these guys are, you know, you know, where Randall's seventy-seven, R.J. Barrett's 
62. Stevie, Elf Payton is 4,800 on FanDuel. Juicy, juicy, juicy spot in terms of salary distribution uh, here on FanDuel for this Knicks team. I, I love it. Um, going to the other side here, the Cavs side, I know Andre Drummond is expensive, but this dude has a 33% usage rate through the first three games of the season. Um, like 33% usage rate puts him at like some point guard usage rates. Um, you know, they're feeding him the ball. He's doing fantastic when he's getting it. Um, he's rebounding at a very high clip right now. He's averaging 1.64 fantasy points per minute. If this game stays competitive, if you're playing some of the New York guys and you expect this game to stay competitive, Drummond is an obvious correlation for a competitive game. Um, Garland, probably still too cheap, Will, under 6K. Um, th- listen, that Philly game, I don't even want to like look at that game. That game wasn't that competitive. Um, like <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland kind of ran Philly out of the gym there a little bit. But Garland has been fantastic. This is a guy that has double-double upside with his assist ability, and he's averaging almost 1.2 fantasy points per minute. So um, I like the potential of like a 2-1 or a 2-2 game stack of this game. Yeah, man. And the, th- the crazy thing about it, Garland's 7K on FanDuel, so he's actually more, probably a little bit closer price there. Uh, yeah, but I, I'm with you, man. I, I think for, for me, you know, even when I let in the pod, you know, pre-pod, I know I talked about it. This is kind of my favorite game on the night. I'm probably going to have more exposure to these guys than any other game. I like the price seat. I like the matchup. I like what, what I feel like this game has potential to do from a firework standpoint. So I'm with you, man. Uh, I like all these guys. Uh, Kevin Love is going to be out, which is huge. Like Larry Nance is coming back into play. Man, uh, I, I, I like this spot. Larry Nance should get you know, 30 to 35 minutes uh, with uh, with love out. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about this, man. I, this is, like I said, it's my favorite game. I like pieces all the way around. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at Fandle really quick. Um, Elf, Jesus. man. It's, if it's... Burks gets ruled out, like Elf Payton, even at a point guard spot. But I wanted to mention um, um, City Osman, Jetty Osman, like 4,200 for Osman on Fandle um he's gonna play like 20 minutes so like it's a risk reward type of thing but he's he's getting really good usage with that second unit right now um so osman is interesting um with these guys out uh we got the bucks in the heat 222 and a half total here milwaukee favored by three um craig is out on the milwaukee side which really doesn't matter but jimmy butler is doubtful um with a little bit of an injury here from miami and obviously that that matters. Um, so let's start with the Bucks. What's standing out to you from Milwaukee to start the year? Yeah, I mean, Tyler Hero is a guy that I've kind of been playing just because I felt like he's been, you know, too cheap for the minutes. Like, you know, he's getting 30-something minutes. And we know he's got some upside. Uh, hasn't Haven't really seen the upside yet. Uh, but But I still think it's there. One of the interesting things that I've seen this season is, you know, Mr. Goran Dragic is just coming off the bench, destroying lives. Like they bring him in and he's doing exactly what he did in the playoffs. He's scoring at will, uh, you know, getting really involved. And so if I'm looking at the heat against Milwaukee, you know, while I feel like this game is going to be competitive and, uh, you know, I I still think, I think Dragic is is a great player, especially if Butler's out. Um, They'll need him to kind of pick up the slack. Uh, and let's see what happens with, with this lineup. You know, maybe Kendrick Nunn enters our lives and plays a few more minutes. Not sure. 
Uh, but but we'll have to see there. And then I think they'll need Bam to get going. Bam's 8K. Uh, I mean, I think I, I think I'd rather play Julius Randle over Bam uh, on this particular slate, but uh, I don't hate it because uh, I, I do know he has the upside and, you know, with no Butler, perhaps he'll pick up a few more rebounds, a few more assists. But I think my favorite play from uh, from this game uh, is definitely uh, Goran Dragic. And we were probably talking about Milwaukee. Sorry about that. But uh, I had both teams pulled up and, and kind of gravitated towards the Miami players. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think Goran Dragic is definitely interesting here. Um, even on a 10 game slate, he's probably still a little too cheap. Um, just, I want to see him stay on the second unit. Um, so like with Butler out, we'll have to kind of see what the starting lineup is going to be. I don't think they move him into the starting lineup, but if they do, I think it's a downgrade for him and it could potentially be an upgrade for like Kendrick Nunn or somebody like that. Um, I hope they leave Goran Dragic on the bench. Um, I don't mind Tyler Hero for tournaments. I don't mind Bam. On the Milwaukee side, Chris Middleton's off to a flaming hot start to start the year. Uh, 7,700. I don't think he can keep this up. This is like he, he's shooting over 50% from the field right now. But like I, I'd be inclined, uh, you know, I'd get yelled at by some listeners if i didn't at least mention like this dude's averaging 1.5 fantasy points per minute through the first three games this season and Giannis is averaging 1.59 and they are almost what they're 3100 difference on DraftKings. yeah yeah for sure uh chris middleton has been outstanding and look maybe drew holiday being there is helping him I- i'm not sure you know i, I think we'll have to just kind of see you know, maybe how this goes, maybe it's opening some things up for him that, you know, Eric Bledsoe couldn't do, you know, maybe it's freeing him up a little bit more on the defensive end, not that Eric Bledsoe is a bad defender, but I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, to your point, man, he, he is, he is, he is very much the opposite of Kelly Oubre. He is on fire. And so in this spot, I mean, I, I like it. I think, I think the price is fair. If he's going to continue this kind of fantasy point uh, per minute performances. So, uh, I'm with you. I think another guy that I look at here, Dante DiVincenzo, he's a guy that's been cheap, uh, but has been, you know, been playing okay minutes as long as they're competitive. Uh, you know, and so I think, you know, in, in this game, they should be fairly competitive. So he should pick back up to that, you know, 25, I guess, point mark. And uh, I'll, you know, he's a guy I, w- I would like to play. Bobby Portis has been playing a uh, big minutes in those blowouts, didn't play as much in the, in the Boston game. So I, I, I'm a little hesitant to play him, but he has performed if they're going to give him 25 minutes, I'm just, I'm really hesitant to play him if this game is going to happen to be competitive because maybe the minutes uh, won't be there. And then last but not least, we're talking about the difference between Giannis and Chris Middleton. I still think Giannis has the upside here. Uh, so I don't, I don't mind playing Giannis. I don't feel like I need him on this slate, but obviously he's a guy that, that could really destroy us. But as of right now, I don't think I'm going to have any Giannis because I'm so interested in that New York Cleveland a game with the pieces there. Giannis is never a bad play. He's never the wrong play. Um, he, he's one of the most consistent guys that are going to get you at least 50 on a nightly basis. Um, I don't know if he is the ceiling guy I'm looking at at 10-9 on this slate, but again, like you can play Giannis anytime you want. Um, I'd be careful with this game. This game going to be one of the slower paced games. Um, so I'd be a little careful with this game. 
Orlando at OKC, 219.5 total. Orlando favored by five. Aminu, Ennis, and Isaac still out. Um, Oklahoma City is on a back-to-back, so we'll be waiting to see um, if any news comes out from that game. You know, Trevor Rees is not with the team, so we don't have to worry about him playing. Um, let's start with the Orlando Magic. Hey, my Magic, good start to the year. Um, you know, I, you know, I think they're a decent team. I don't think that they're this good. They played what they went on a 10 0 run to finish off Washington the other night, um, and come back and win that game. But here's my problem with the Orlando magic. Will, um, they're all kind of priced on DraftKings at least where they should be. Um, I, I don't see like any like guys that are like screaming too cheap. And like, even if you look on like FanDuel, these guys are all kind of price right where they should be. Like, you know, if, if I'm taking a shot on anybody for the Orlando magic, it's just not the right slate. Like it would be like Cole Anthony, but like, I'm not playing the guy that's going to play 20 minutes on a, on a 10 game slate. Yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's priced appropriately. And so I think if there was one guy that we were maybe going to play on both sides that has the upside if he gets the minutes. It's probably Evan Fournier, and I don't I don't feel like I have to play Evan Fournier. Uh, you know, Terrence Ross, you know, for what he's been doing. I mean, Terrence Ross has been getting good minutes. I think those are the two guys that maybe we could consider playing against OKC on a back-to-back. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you, man. Other than that, I, I think everybody's pretty much priced appropriately. Uh, you know, Mr. Aaron Gordon, I just seem to never get him right. You know, played him a little bit against Washington, and, boy, did he disappoint. Uh, so I just need to go ahead and, you know, get myself together and realize, hey, Aaron Gordon's not a guy I'm going to get right on most nights and just don't play him at all. And when he scores his 60 points, you know, once for the for the whole season, he'll beat me and all the other games I'll, 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 I'll earn some money. So but I'm with you outside of I think maybe Fournier and Terrence Ross. Everybody's probably right where they should be. Terrence Ross is the guy. If you're going to play somebody from the Magic, you just you hope that he gets out there. And he shoots lights like lights out from the bench. Um, this is a yeah. dude that he's probably going to put up 15 shot attempts on the second unit. Um, and, and he's all, he's shooting the ball well to start the year. He's a guy that can get you like six, seven, eight X um, on the Magic. So on on OKC, man, SGA is going to have massive usage. He's kind of burning people on Monday. Um, you know, that game <laughs> that game's kind of at half. Um, so we really don't know like where he's going to end up, but you know, in general, like looking at this team, I'm going to be more apt to play guys like Baisley and Dort on a nightly basis until they kind of get priced up. Baisley's up there now, but Dort, man, like this is a guy that's going to play 30 to 35 minutes a night. He's going to get 10 plus shot attempts a night. And when he's hitting shots, he's going to pay off the value until he's priced appropriately. And he is still too cheap on DraftKings. They bumped him up on FanDuel a little bit to 5,100. I don't mind Dort. Um, What are you looking at here when it comes to the Thunder? Yeah, man. uh, I I like them. Uh, I think Dort 4,600, like you talked about it, you know, going to get big minutes. I I think that's fair. Um, Al Horford is a guy I, I was hoping we were going to get him a little bit cheaper. Uh, he's a guy I was kind of on opening night and then the Houston game got canceled. 
Uh, but he's a guy, you know, from what I saw in preseason, when I looked at the, f- the first game they played against Charlotte, I think I did play some shares there. 29 minutes only took five shots, uh, and he still put up 25 fantasy points. So this is a guy that I'm kind of going to, you know, I've got him on my watch list. Uh, I feel like he's got 40-point upside at this price. So at 5,900, I actually don't hate Al Horford here. Uh, I, I, I think he's got some upside. We'll see where he ends tonight. It's going to be a back-to-back. He's a guy that I like. Baisley, another one. Uh, I like him as well at 5,800, you know, a guy that can kind of stuff, stuff the stat sheet. And then, you know, you talked about, you know, SGA, he's 8,100. I don't really like SGA at that price. Uh, So he's a guy I'm probably going to fade for sure. But these cheaper pieces, Dort, uh, Horford, Baisley, those are the guys that that, that I want to look to to get in some lineups. SGA is going to have massive usage on this team. They're building this team kind of around him for the future um he's kind of their guy it's just he's he's priced where he kind of should be um can he go for 50 plus yeah sure on when he's on and with the usage that he has right now sure um pelicans and and sons two twenty two and a half uh, total in this game um was waiting for an injury report before we start the podcast i'm gonna pull it up really quick um new orleans nothing um, Sarge is probable Smith and Nader are still out, uh, for Phoenix. So let's start with the Pelicans. What's standing out to you here for new Orleans? Uh, not much, maybe, maybe outside of, you know, Bledsoe ball. I, I don't, I don't see much value. I mean, these guys are priced up BIs at 8,200. And obviously, I mean, the price is warranted. The guys put up over 50, over 16 in one game, over 15, another. So it's not like the price isn't warranted. Uh, same thing for Zion. Uh, he's put up 50 plus and 40 plus respectively. Um, so while I don't like these prices, I, I definitely think if you're in tournaments like Ingram and Williamson, some guys, some guys that you want to play. Steve, Steven Adams is a guy I was trying to kind of follow and see where his minutes were going to end up. And he's going to be, you know, right around 30 to 32 minutes, it looks like. But obviously his upside is, is capped with those two guys. But that's kind of uh, – uh, where I'm at. I think B.I. and Williamson, while I feel like they're slightly overpriced, I think they're going to be really, really, really good tournament plays. Uh, and that's kind of where I would I would stake my flag with New Orleans. Yeah, I think this is a potential game that you could stack on this slate. Um, I, I don't think that this is a bad game to potentially look at stacking with like Ingram or Zion or Ball. Um, my favorite you know, just kind of considering price would probably be Lonzo. Um, but, you know, Adams, any of these guys could go off. They're just all kind of priced appropriately. JJ Redick is a little interesting at 4,200 in this game. Um, has shot the ball terribly the last two games. But the opening night against Toronto, he shot the ball fantastic, and they let him play 29 minutes. So he's a tournament play. But if he's shooting the ball well, and they're going to give him, you know, 27 to 30 minutes, at 4,200, well, you're already getting there because he's shooting the ball well, and you're going to get the extra minutes because he is shooting the ball well, and he's 4,200. So I don't hate him, but also know, like, if he shoots the ball bad, they're likely going to go with, like, Josh Hart or somebody like that um, instead. So the risk-reward risk is there um, because he's a guy that can go for 30-plus fantasy points at 4,200. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Phoenix Suns, Will, what do you like here for the Suns? Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is 7,100. I know he only played 27 minutes against Sacramento. Uh, not really worried about that. Played 33 minutes a game before. 
Uh, I, I think he's still got some upside at 7,100 for sure. Uh, Devin Booker, 9,100. Hasn't really got there at all. I, I'm very uncomfortable with that price. Uh, you know, overall, I, you know, I think Chris Paul is going to help this team immensely. But in terms of his fantasy production, I feel like he's maybe a little bit capped until we see them do some different things. Uh, same thing with DeAndre Ayton. I, I mean, he's been okay. I just, I think I was thinking Ayton was going to play more like 30 to 35 minutes most games. Uh, so we'll just kind of have to see where that goes. Overall, I'm not, I, I think it's just kind of Chris Paul. I, I don't really feel like, you know, I need to play anyone. Maybe, you know, if, if nothing opens up, maybe Jay Crowder's okay. But I, I don't feel great about the Suns outside of CP3. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Devin Booker has the usage that we want him to have. He's around 32% through the first three games of the season, but really just hasn't had that, like, ceiling game. Um, could he in this game? Sure. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I think Chris Paul – is the play he could go for 50 plus at 7100 um so he's certainly somebody that i'm looking at like johnson Payne, crowder they're gonna play in like that 20 to 25 minute range if i had to pick one of them i'd probably take like cameron johnson just because um i think he is a he's cheaper and he has some upside at that price but you don't really love those guys. Jay Crowder can have good games from time to time, but we'll really have to see, like, I, I guess, like, this goes for, like, Johnson, too, Cameron Johnson. Like, could Dario Sarge really, like, eat into his minutes? So maybe you don't take Johnson here, and, you know, you really just kind of focus on, like, Chris Paul um, and maybe even, like, DeAndre Ayton. I, I think Ayton is a guy that has um, a ceiling in this spot, too. So uh, anything else from this one? No, man. I am good to go. Timberwolves and Clippers. 229 and a half total here. Clippers favored by seven. Um, it sounds like Cat's going to be out. Uh, really the only big injury news that we have from this one. Let's start because um, I don't think there was anything on the Clippers. Oh, I will. yes, there is a big thing. Marcus Morris is out and Kawhi is questionable. I guess he got hit in the mouth. Um, yeah. So, like, obviously that will be huge if that happens. Um Let's start with the Timberwolves here. Cat out um, in this game. What are you kind of expecting here for Minnesota? Well, I think it's going to be the Nas Reed show for probably 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, he's probably going to be be the main guy. And then, you know, we just kind of look at, you know, where we think the usage is going to go. Uh, and I, I need to be pulling this up in court. IQ meant to have that ready to go. But I got to assume D'Angelo Russell would, would kind of, you know, lead the charge with this team. Uh, Anthony Edwards has been been coming off the bench, playing pretty good minutes. Uh, and he's definitely going to shoot the ball. I mean, you look at what he's done. I mean, he shot 21 times against the Lakers, 12 times against Utah, 12 times against Detroit. The guy's not bashful about shooting at all. Uh, and, 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 you know, so I, I think, you know, I, I don't like the price. Uh, but I think, you know, in terms of you know, the output, I, I think he he's okay. Like, we haven't seen a ceiling. But, you know, if he hits, you know, 12 or 21 shots, he goes from – you know, 25 fantasy points to almost 40. So I, I think he's okay. But I, I think the main guy here for me would be D'Angelo at 7,600. If this game can stay close, I got to think he's a huge part of that. Uh, he's got 50-point upside if he can keep this game close without cap. Yeah, especially if, like, Kawhi gets ruled out. Like, then you could, like, go Paul George Russell um, type of correlations, just hoping the game stays yeah. competitive. Um, Just want to, like – 
Edwards and Nas Reed are really cheap on FanDuel. Um, like, you know, Edwards doesn't even need a ceiling game to hit value on FanDuel. So I uh, just wanted to kind of point that out there. Uh, you know, outside of that, like, if Malik Beasley shoots the ball a lot, he's always a guy that, you know, can get there. But really, when I'm looking at Minnesota, it's Nas Reed, it's Edwards, and it's Russell, um, depending on the site that you're playing on. Uh, let's go to the Clippers side of things. Obviously, we're going to be waiting for some news here as far as, like, if Kawhi sits. If Kawhi sits, like, we're, we're locking loading Paul George, right? Like, we're not thinking twice about it. Yeah, especially on FanDuel where they're continuously going to keep him in that 7K range until he has some big games. So uh, even on GDK at uh, 80, I think he's 8,200, if I'm not mistaken. 8,500. Yeah, too cheap. Yeah, it still doesn't matter. I mean, they got in in this spot is probably an automatic 50, especially after that thrashing they took against Dallas. Uh, I, I just I, I don't see him coming out with the vengeance here. So, yeah, 8,500, no Kawhi. He's a guy I like. I'm still going to keep playing Lou Williams. He only played nine minutes against Dallas. I mean, but that was, that was you know, a circumstantial part of the game. I think with no Kawhi, he's still a guy that comes off the bench and does really well. Same thing with Luke Kennard at 45, Batum at 45. If, if Kawhi sits, this is a good game to pick up some cheap pieces, I think. And I definitely think that's something we, we would look to do. Kennard played 29 minutes in that game, by the way. Uh, you know, they just couldn't get going. So if he if he gets 30 minutes against Minnesota, uh, he could light it up. He got, he got all that garbage time the other night against Dallas and still yeah. didn't do anything with it. I know. Um, in 54 minutes with Kawhi off the floor, Paul George has a 38.5% usage rate on the season. So if Kawhi sits... We're lock and loading Paul George. Um, Marcus Morris is already out. You can continue to play Nicholas Batum at forty five hundred um, in a in a really good environment type of game. He went for thirty seven fantasy points against Denver. Had a really good game. You you roll out the Dallas game. Throw that game out. That that, that game doesn't matter. Like that game, the Clippers just they got smashed. Um, Dallas was on it. They did and they they just got smashed. It's as easy as that. Uh, we finish up the night with Denver at Sacramento, 223.5 total here. Um, Denver is on a back-to-back, but they are the favorite in this one. We'll have to wait and see on injury news for them. Uh, nothing really coming out of the Sacramento Kings camp. Um, Will, I hate to say it, but I, I kind of like Jokic in this spot. Oh, God. I know. Uh, I don't. <laughs> you guys know what to do. I, I I don't man I'm I'm confused uh, I'm delirious I'm kidding uh, I, I get it man I mean you know playing Denver should be a good spot for him ten two I mean tough ask but I mean the guy's been fantastic seventy four fantasy points fifty one fantasy points uh, I, I think it probably continues here I played Jamal Murray on on the previous slate. Uh, I'm going to continue to play Jamal Murray at this price. 7K, you know, low 7K range. I think that's fantastic. This is a guy that we know has, you know, 40, 50-point upside easily if he can get going. Uh, so he's a guy that, that that's definitely going to be on my list. Uh, and then, you know, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., I don't know whose day it's going to be. Uh, Paul Millsap at 5,300. I do want to see where his minutes land. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping his minutes kind of stay stable around 30. We'll see if that happens. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. Jokic, Murray, those are the top three guys. Yeah. Um, top two guys. Yeah, really, like, you know, I think Michael Porter Jr. on a back-to-back, um, maybe they give him a little bit extra run here, the young guy. Uh, but he's kind of priced where he should be. You know, we'll have to wait and see. Like, they have Gary Harris. They have Paul Millsap. They have guys that could potentially – rest on a back-to-back so news would definitely help the Denver side of this game but I think Jokic is actually in a great spot here um he could be your late night hammer and gosh I hate playing this guy um (laughs) as far as the Kings go Buddy Heald you know he's always a guy if he's shooting the ball well um can can have big games Fox is kind of the ball handler should go for 40 fantasy points um, if this game stays competitive. Uh, what do you like here for Sacramento? Yeah, I definitely think Buddy Heald, I mean, uh, De'Aaron Fox is a little underpriced. At 7,600, I mean, we saw what I think he's going to be for most of the season, hovering around 40 to 45 fantasy points, in my opinion. Uh, so he's a guy that I definitely think I want to get some exposure to uh, in this spot. Buddy Heald at 68, I don't feel like I have to play him. Uh, I just feel like this team is, is so spread out. I'd almost rather play Harrison Barnes as a second piece if I was going to. Um, you know, they're kind of spreading it out with the big man. Everybody's in the 20s, the mid-20s. Um, you know, I just – I don't see any real opportunity there uh, unless somebody kind of seizes the range. But De'Aaron Fox, I, I think he's the guy from this game, from this side. And, and Harrison Barnes, you know, with, with the stable minutes that, that we want to play. Buddy Heal that does have stable minutes. But at 6,800, I don't feel like he's a guy I have to play on this slate. Yeah, I don't think you have to play anybody from Sacramento. Um, I think the guy that I like the most is Barnes. Competitive game, he gets the minutes. He's 5,300. He He's kind of that guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't think you have to play anybody uh, from Sacramento. I think Fox has upside. Uh, he has, yeah. he could go for 40-plus, but 7,600. Um massive price like decrease right like this is a dude that started the season like in the high 8ks and like he's already down to 76 this is more of where he should be and makes him a lot more um playable here so yeah absolutely let's play the morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here um give me your favorite play under 5k uh to 7x on the slate favorite play under 5k (sighs) man my favorite play is actually slightly above, but let's go with this is a tough one today. I think we're going to have to go with Mr. Dort at 4,600. Uh, if, if, if Kawhi is ruled out, I think it would be Batum or Kennard, but I mean, as it stands right now, I think Dort with the minutes floor is probably where I would, where I would stake my flag. So Dort is who I picked uh, on Monday's podcast, and he's really close to getting there in the third quarter just started. So um, back-to-back days that Dort gets picked on the game. Um, You'd like to see it. Um, I don't know. I struggle with this one because uh, so much injury news that we're waiting on in this game, like on these games that. Yeah. If we had the injury news, I'd probably have somebody else for sure. Um. I think I know where you're going, though. I think, man, I don't want to say this, 
but I think this guy is a little too cheap with Jimmy Butler not playing on the doubtful side. I'm going to go Avery Bradley. I know we didn't really talk about him when we were yeah. going through the games, but he's 4,200 with no Jimmy Butler. If he slides into um, if he slides into that like starting role, like he could play 35 minutes here. Like they sat him out for conditioning, but like he played 28 minutes in his debut this season. So I don't want to play him. I want value to open up, um, but I do think he is super interesting with the news that we have right now. Yeah. Um, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust on this slate? I'm going Devin Booker, man, at 9,100. I know the opportunity is there, but um, I am I think that's a little overpriced for him for right now, going Devin Booker. This guy could easily get there, but I think Ben Simmons is just a little too expensive on this slate at 8,900. Again, he can get there, but if Embiid plays, it's I just find it so hard for Simmons to hit that ceiling on most nights. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite 6X play on this slate? Uh, this is a guy. He's expensive today, Stevie. But but I think the opportunity is there in this matchup. I'm going Steph Curry at 9600. I think Steph has a monster game here. Uh, you know, we he put up 36 points, and what we didn't see was the assist numbers. Right in that first game against Brooklyn, put up 20, 10 assists, was already at 45. They got blown out. If those assist numbers can creep up, man, I think he'd be in that 60, 65 point range easily. So I'm going Steph Curry. I like it. I'm going Elf Payton. If, yeah. if Burks plays, this is probably not going to be one of those plays, but I'm going to go on the, they're going to kind of take the wait and see approach with Burks and sit him down here. And Elf is going to play a good minute. So um, who's your, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, hopefully I, I don't, I don't know how weird it is, but this is kind of a game that we led off with. And I talked about only liking two pieces, uh, one from one side, one from the other side. It may not be weird, but I think Jalen Brown at 7,500 is kind of going to get lost in the shuffle on this slate. And so he's a guy I, I really like in this spot. No, he didn't have a great game, but, you know, we talked about the fact that the shot attempts were down. Ten more shot attempts, and he's right back where he's been all season. So Jalen Brown, for me, at 7,500 in a, in a seemingly tough matchup against Indiana. I like it. I like it. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to call. Let's get weird. GPP play of the day the night before. Um, I would want to see some ownership projections and stuff on this um, Chicago Washington game. Ooh, juicy um, game. Juicy. Yeah, I, I guess like my let's get weird GPP play of the day. I think this guy's going to be low owned because of his price. I'm gonna take Julius Randall. Love the yeah. spot for him. Love like the it. usage right now. And I think he'll be low on because of the price. Um, yeah. Game selection. Will anything, any tournaments on FanDuel or DraftKings kind of standing out to you here? Matt, so uh, we talked about this the other day, but I think it's really, really, really uh, important with what DraftKings is doing in terms of running out double of kind of their single entry, kind of having a 40 $40, like let's say 100K tournament, not that much, I think, and then having like a $40, 20K tournament. So I like the fact that they're kind of rolling out the same price point, but slightly different fields, slightly different prize pools. I think it's really important to seize those, um, you know, and, and just play it, playing them both. Um, so I, I like what they're doing there. I think that's fantastic. 
uh, for for every participant in the fantasy uh, sports space? Um, I'm going to go over to FanDuel today. Um, I always try to pick different price points, but I think the $50 single entry on, on FanDuel is really solid. Pays 22% of the field. First place is getting 16%. Rake is about 13%, which we all would love if it was lower. But somebody's going to turn 50 bucks into five grand. Min cash is 2x, which we love to see. Um, so, and it's not like a extremely big tournament. 689 people. You're not going to need the exact nuts on a 10-game slate. Uh, so I just wanted to point that one out over there. Will, you got an over-under against the spread pick that you like here for today's slate? Uh I think if I had to choose one, I think I'd take Golden State Detroit and I'd take the over. Like I think that's I think that's where I'd go. This game should have some fireworks with lack of defense on both sides. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take Washington minus four um against Chicago. I really like that line. I think it might move a little bit. Um, but I'm gonna take Washington at home assuming that marketing doesn't play, I think it's going to be a little bit easier road here. I think Westbrook's going to get a triple double. I think it's going to be a good game for this team. So I'm going to take Washington. Uh, Will 10 games in the books. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. Feeling good. Uh, welcome back to NBA, everybody. So glad to hang out with you and uh, we'll see you next time. Really hope John Moran is okay. Um, like yeah. I said, uh, he's one of my favorite you know players to watch. Um, so Really uh, wishing him, you know, a speedy recovery, and hopefully it's nothing, like, serious, and um, he'll be back soon. But that is going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking some more hoops, and uh, it'd be Will again. So um, excited. Let's go. Back-to-back days, buddy. Um, Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.